Hello and welcome to the Gimme More Gingy podcast. I'm your host Gingy and I've always lived my life outside of the social norms. With that being said, here I will share unmasked stories of my own as we explore ideas surrounding wellness, personal development, spirituality, sexuality, and so much more. All aimed at the objective in helping you align and honor your authentic self to explore different viewpoints and most importantly, to continue growing together. Hello, hello. It is your girl, Gingy, and welcome to the Gimme More Gingy podcast. Last week, we ended off with Kendra saying, Do not go to a pool and then be a bitch to the cocktail server because she's in a bikini. And this is where our conversation got so good. So last week, we had part one of my interview with Kendra. I decided to split up the interview into two parts because the topics we discussed were so insightful had so many golden nuggets, and it deserved to stand by itself. In this episode, Kendra and I discuss how more women need to see other women as their ally rather than competitor, how through self-discipline and self-awareness, you can achieve anything you desire, and how mastering your thoughts will set you free. Kendra also discusses her sobriety from alcohol. She walks us through how it started, why she got into drinking, and the moment she decided it was time to quit cold turkey. As we wrap up the interview, Kendra leaves us with a little bit of advice that she would tell her younger self if she could go back. So let's hop in right where we stopped from last week. Kendra, take it away. Half of us have, not half of us, more than half of us have fucking boob jobs. We don't want your man. And everyone pretty much has a boyfriend too, usually. Right. I want to know what you want to drink. That's it. I'm here to do my job. That's it. Because that that would, I think. You don't is, want me to look at your husband? Fine. Wasn't ever going to. <laughs> I wasn't anyways. I no. might ask for his credit card. Because you got to pay me. <laughs> but that's all I want. Literally. Yep. The, there, that was the only kind of other shit thing. And like also for my job now. I like to dress provocatively. I love it. I'm granted, am I in sweats right now? 100%. But. I love being naked. That's, I just love it. That's how I feel when it comes to like modeling. I feel like I move a lot better when I'm naked. So, and then like being in a bikini is my second favorite thing ever. Right. I can't help, I can't help what I look like. And you also, you take fitness to a high priority. Like show off what you work for. I really care about what I look like for me and myself. If you're insecure, like, I don't know what to tell you. Because usually that's all it is. But I'm like, why are you insecure? You're beautiful. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Look in it. a mirror and just. Yeah. Where I'm it. like, don't. Because that I would say is like the next biggest issue is that women in Vegas, I think, don't. They underestimate how kind of bringing it back to this level of beauty and whatnot that mm. is here. Half of it is plastic. How, everyone here has so much work done where it's like that's we're not natural over here mm-hmm. Vegas is not natural and I feel like women don't realize how much we invest into ourselves to look the way that we look so then they come here and they're all upset and I have had a lot of times too where I'm just cocktail serving at the bar and I'm wearing like a corset top and skirt tights over the knee boots and I will walk away from a table and I hear the wife making comments about my outfit in like a nasty way. It's like, why do you care? Why did you come here? Right. 
like what I don't understand what the issue is and it's like kind of that rule of thumb where I'm walking up and I'm only addressing the the woman. I hand the woman her drink for you know it's like I follow right. all those traditional Respect, things. Respect. Yeah. Where it's like yeah I'm wearing a low cut top, who cares? Right. So is everyone else in here. Right. You know? I know, I think it's sad that there's still women out there that think that the philosophy should be women against women. When yeah. in reality, once I made the switch from a young age that mm. we're here as a team, it everything changed. Yep. Yep. We- like, you want to respect another woman. You yeah. want to credit what you can tell that she does. Yeah. If a woman puts self care and the time and the effort into the way she looks and the discipline right like the it's not easy because if it was easy everyone would look that way everyone would be that way literally you i'm actually getting this tattooed on me very soon but like my favorite word is limitless how you know positive affirmations and manifesting no you are limitless you can do whatever the fuck you want to do the sky is the limit Mm -hmm. and what is that that's limitless Hmm. The sky is infinite. Mm-hmm. It's limitless. So you yourself are limitless and having a routine and being disciplined like you with your workouts. I thrive every time <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, oh, she went to her workout class today. Amazing. I'm like, go you. It helps me right. be on track mm-hmm. and me be disciplined because fuck it. Anything worth having is not going to be easy. Because if it were easy, everyone would do it and everyone would have it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, it's nice then, kind of, I feel like I'm like not going in a tangent, but when you have people that are pushing themselves and having that discipline, that's when your circle or your inner circle, I feel like starts to close and you're surrounding yourself that are like-minded and they're people that have goals and know what they want out of life or even if they don't know what they want out of life just yet they're doing something about it right they're making those active decisions to be better Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. just be better than you were yesterday right yeah kind of going back to like the lady it's sad that people don't realize that again as you just said you can have whatever life that you choose whatever life it all comes down to us like you are the captain of your ship if you're not happy change it right don't like get you, mad you, at anyone else. You literally, if you see someone and you're like, damn, I really like the way they're living their life. I really like mm-hmm. the way they look like this. Okay. If you really do like it, sit on it, ponder on it. If you really yeah. do like it, okay, go get it. Right. And if you don't know how to do it, guess what? Ask them. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're yeah. not going to respond. Right. Okay. Well, how many other people? There are 7 billion people here on this fucking planet. Right. There's someone that is doing what you want to do and out of one of those hundreds of people that are doing what you want to do, someone is willing to give you the answers. All you have to do is ask. You have to tell the universe what you want, and it'll give it to you. Absolutely. Literally. Manifestation. Boom. Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah, no. It's that simple. mm -hmm. It really is. And But it is. But because we are conditioned as we're growing up in a very negative society, a very negative light on so many things – I remember the switch over where you are so mm-hmm. consumed with negativity and then all of a sudden you do make the jump to more of like a positive view, a positive mm-hmm. outlook. And that's hard. Like I remember it very vividly and so yeah. many people don't ever make that and they're so in victim mentality and it's like... Because it's an active choice every single day. 100%. It's kind of like... um 
there's I've just seen a lot of different posts that have kind of said the same thing. It's like life is a battle. What battle do you want to have? That is up to you. Mm. You know, do you want to do you want to be a little bit sore every day from your workouts and conditioning and having a healthy body or do you want to struggle breathing walking up a flight of stairs? Right. The str- it's that simple struggle. Right. Do you... It's you like know, a flip of a coin. Yeah. Like what, Everything's a duality in yep. our life, in yep. our world. And it's so... And it, yeah, it just comes down to your daily choices mm-hmm. and all that all that fun stuff. Yeah. And like what what works for you and what doesn't. Because... Um, and like lifestyle choices, how you cope with your like shit too, you know? Emotional intelligence. Uh-huh. You have to seek out how to understand that. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's like if you like kind of then jumping into like alcohol and whatnot perfect i wanted to segue into this anyways (laughs) i don't know so i came back into drinking i drink not heavily but i would say a good amount the first three weeks of january for this year because i was two years completely sober from like december 22nd so let's go into that first. What made you go sober? So I I would say that I was starting to abuse alcohol. How? It's, like what made you come to that? It started as a coping mechanism. I was really unhappy with my life in LA. And a lot of people that I was surrounded with were also very unhappy. But none of us, none of us were being honest with ourselves that that was the root of our unhappiness. We were all pegging our at least so for me, I was also pegging my unhappiness on anything but the reality of what it was. So I was just in a bunch of like the show that I was in. We had free drinks at the show. Okay, I have free drinks. Let me get a little, I'm get a little toasted because I'm not paying for it. I'm just tipping them out, you know? So that's where that started. And then the pandemic happened and I was really miserable. We all didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. I thought... My, I just graduated college a year ago, and now you're telling me I may not be able to perform again? Oh, my God. You know, kind of like I was having a crisis in that sense, and we were all doing, like, these Zoom and FaceTime things. Well, then me and all my friends started doing drinking games, so now my tolerance is going up. And then throughout the pandemic, I got into a really bad relationship, abusive relationship. Coping mechanism was I can't deal with how – awful this is right now and unhappy I am so then I was drinking so that I would be numb but then my drinking turned into making hundreds of dollars of Amazon purchases and waking up so hungover the next day and like it was bad when I would constantly be too fucked up to drive home so then I would have to sit in the bar miserable or sit in my car just like waiting to sober up or doing anything I could to try to sober up like I was I was finding myself in really shit situations and then I remember I me and the shitty ex that I had it was a thing where I would try to pre-discuss like can I have a little bit more fun tonight and you drive home like I don't want to have to worry about that yeah yeah sure thing next thing I know it's four in the morning we're both plastered out of our minds and I basically have no way to get home you know, because we're both, we were both too intoxicated. And then I'm starting to sober up and he's still going. And then I 
I basically kind of had like a wake up call in that sense of I looked at everyone around me and was like, oh my God, what am I doing? The decisions that were being made, situations I was being put into just like not good. And then it didn't help um, that right before everything shut down, I was starting to do the atmosphere modeling in Vegas. And, you know, we get bottles, we get basically unlimited alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so my I was just getting damn near blacked out every night for no reason. I would drive my car there and I would always have to Uber the next day. Maxed out my credit cards on Uber. Like, it was not good. You know, where it was like I was starting to abuse alcohol and I didn't even realize it in that sense. Um, But it wasn't like I need a drink. I was just always around it. So instead of getting a coffee with friend oh no we're gonna go drinking and right you became a product of your environment yeah and it was like it was like okay this is really bad and so it was that specific night that i was like it's four in the fucking morning i want to go home so bad i'm so upset at my situation right now but i have to sit in it and wait to sober up and then i'm gonna have to peel my ex up off the floor and force him into the car and try to like then that's gonna be a whole other fight in itself you know, having to deal with a belligerent drunk man and get him into the car and try to go home, you know, where it's like, Ooh, okay, this is bad. So I then decided, um, to stop drinking after that. And I'm like, I'm not doing it again. And I quit cold Turkey hard. Didn't have a sip of alcohol for two years, worked all of a pool season, you know, without drinking. Were you tempted? Oh yeah. When it's 110 degrees outside and you've had a shit day and you're handing someone their 32-ounce margarita into the pool. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, this would be nice right now. Was there ever a time that you almost, I don't want to say ruined it, but drank? Yeah. It would be like if I was um, go-go dancing at honestly like the blink parties just because the alcohol's right there. It's like how easy would it be just to grab like a white claw or something? Just to sip on. It was like, yeah, it was very tempted just like with how easy I could just grab. Right. Do this or that. Right. Or um, at a lot of shows that I work and do, a lot of people will take a pre-show shot. Mm-hmm. One shot to loosen you up before the show, you know. Or when it's my friend's birthday and I'm at a table and I have all this free alcohol, yet I'm still just going to have my club soda and a lime. Where it's just like, it's right there. and But I was very adamant about, no, you made a promise to yourself. You're not touching it until you're good. Because then I was also dealing with eating disorder situation and just the whole toxic relationship in itself. Like, like I basically like spiraled and had to hit rock bottom, you know, in a sense. And I'm really glad that I did, honestly. Because the confidence that I've gained from it, the decision-making, and again, the discipline of, wow, at least I know I can quit anything cold turkey and I'll be fine. I will be absolutely fine. And also, like, I was hating how I was looking. I was puffy. I was just, like, I had a very rounded-out face. You know, I just had extra that I did not want to have. I don't want the extra. I just, I don't want it. I don't like how I look. I didn't like how I felt. I just felt heavy all the time. And my skin was a mess. Like, just, you know, all these issues. And then it became to a point where also, like, my hangovers were, like, like I was just in pain for, like, three days. Like, I had to not drink for several days for me to feel good again. 
where it's like I don't I feel like the universe like my body's reaction to alcohol was just really bad and that was the universe telling me that you need to fucking stop right and so I was finally like it it took me to hit a wall you know to realize it and wake up but once I did my body issues started to go away and then a whole other thing developed but um Mm. there was that my skin cleared up my hair looked fine I didn't have that foggy that grogginess you know I was just okay and I was a lot happier it's so interesting I always find it interesting talking to people that drink a lot because for myself I hate the taste and especially the feeling of being hungover. It's so interesting that yeah. you're almost addicted to that shitty feeling. Right. Where it's like, you know that that's going to happen. So it's kind of like expected where it's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to be fucked up anyways. Let me just, I'm, you know, I'm. that's a lot of the mentality that I feel like is around it. You know, like I'm going to feel like shit anyway. So let me just go hard. Let mm. me go party hard. I hate the feeling of being drunk. I love the taste of alcohol. I actually do. I love really well-crafted cocktails. I love beer. I, I love tequila's my shit. Like, I love investing in good, te- like, sipping tequila and whatnot. Um, but I hate the feeling of being drunk. My nose starts and my lips start to go numb. I don't like that. I really lose control. I already have a really hard time shutting up and not oversharing in my life. And when I'm intoxicated, it just word vomit i don't even know what i say half of it doesn't even make sense i swear to god i hate the next day because you always have this anxiety of like like, did i do something wrong what What did did i I say yeah and that was another thing is i started having a lot of days where i would wake up the next day and be like your social media is embarrassing like my stories you know where it was kind of like you're the party girl i've been there you're the party girl embrace it yeah. That's who you've set yourself up to be. Yep. Do it. That's who you are right now. Yeah. And it's like, why? Right. I don't like how it looks. You know? And right. it's like to, to eat. There's, there are party girls and then there's party girls. The messy party girls. And I was being a messy party girl. Okay. I don't want to be a messy party girl. Yeah. I didn't feel good. I didn't like how it looked. It's going, going back, you said that you ran up your credit cards for Uber mm-hmm. and you would do Amazon. Mm-hmm. How... <laughs> If it seems that you didn't have the money coming in, oh no, to do that. Yeah. So how, why did you keep going? Like, what was the mentality behind that? It was so I'm a, uh, I guess um, emotional shopper. I think is the term. Oh. When I'm upset at anything in life, or when I'm super super happy and I want to celebrate shit, is when I want to spend all my money. So basically, <laughs> Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah. So because I. Basically, running up the credit cards for the Uber is just merely out of safety reasons. Right. But the Amazon, I would make these purchases of bullshit, and then I would have to return everything so that I could have money to live off of. Because... Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, it was like, I didn't even know that I made this order. And I'm like, would try to buy food or something, and my card would decline. And I'm like, why is my card declining? I would go look at my history. Oh, no, you just bought some bullshit. Yeah, oh, it, it was like, what wow. are you doing? Yeah, where it's like, you don't have the money to do this. Where it was very much like I was borderline having to ask my parents for money. And from being extremely independent to back to square one, I was like embarrassed by that. I didn't think that was okay because it was it was not a traumatic experience that happened to me. It was my own doing. 
mm-hmm. which is why I had like a lot of like not hatred but like shame shame yeah shame and I was embarrassed and it's like my parents kind of like I don't want to be like raised me better but they did my parents are not embarrassing drunks mm-hmm. you know they're not like that they know how to have a couple beers and chill mm-hmm. you know where it's like what are you doing this for why are you wanting to lose control because mm-hmm. you don't have control over my like is it because I didn't have control over my life or I felt like I didn't and I was unhappy? It's like getting into that deep, like right, what right. is the reason you're doing this? And so the reason I would blow all my money is because, yeah, I was so unhappy that I would just online shop to try to save my life. Damn. And then it like hit me in the face like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, some other things happened in the relationship and I was finally able to leave it. So I went sober December 2021. No, 2020, August 2021 is when I was able to break up with that ex. I'm sorry, we say that one more time. December 2020 is when I went sober. Okay. And then August 2021. Oh, so I was then. Did he go sober? No, God, no. He was supposed to. You know, it was one of those Damn. where, like, okay, deal drugs behind my back, do all sorts of shit behind my back, do coke behind my back. You know, where it's like, if people wanted... Why do you think you let yourself tolerate all that? I was terrified of him. Terrified. So wouldn't that make you want to leave even more? You would think. And it was one of those situations where you don't realize how bad your situation is until it's kind of like too late. This is why I think it's so sad that... Because you're you're not the only story. This this is a very common story. It's so common because another thing to it's like i always swore that will never happen to me i will never be in that oh even situation and i was in that situation and some you know how when you i don't know about you but when i was little my parents always instilled into me just tell me what's going on and i can fix it if you're honest with what's going on we can fix it Mm mm-hmm I was not being honest with myself. There were many times I asked him, hey, are you doing A, B, and C? No. Instead of investigating and following my gut feeling, I said, are you sure? And just took his word. And then I, it was, I finally, and it took me from December until July to basically get my, um, for him to fuck up. He slipped. Okay. He thought he was smart. He thought he was smart, but I'm smarter. And Mm -hmm. he had a lot of friends that were protecting him. Mm. They all were in on what was going on. And they all knew that. It was so interesting. And I was just picking up my pieces and I was collecting my evidence. And when I finally had like surefire shit, that's when I, and I not going to lie, I finally broke and confided in people. And I, I was like, I'm terrified. Yeah. There are guns and like there was guns involved. Like it was a whole like escape plan. Right. It's also crazy that a lot of women, they have to have that like final piece in order for that switch to just like click. And someone, I know that there's people have posted videos about like the process of how men and women are different in that aspect where once women are done, we're done. Right. Cause we break up six months prior. Yep. Yeah. That whole thing. And, um, yeah, getting out of it was the best thing ever. That was it was hard. It yeah. was so hard. It was 
so scary and lonely and like I had to get over the feeling of you're not a failure. You tried really hard to make something work and see the better in someone Mm -hmm. that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. They lied to you. They cheated you. They told you everything you wanted to hear. But no, that's not who you were. I tried. I gave it my all and it's okay to have to start over. Right. Because I gave it my all. Right. I tried to make it work and it just didn't. So then it was like then growing from that and then gaining that confidence from it. And then the whole flip side of, wow, look at you. You've made all these really hard decisions. You've been really self-disciplined in that sense. And then I've just kind of climbed that. Yeah. I really do feel like that is the answer to a lot of people's problems. You have to be working towards something. It's almost like a level. You're trying to find a mission, complete a mission, complete an accomplishment, Mm -hmm. because that's how you instill, like you just said, discipline. So you overall Mm -hmm. become better. So you elevate going to the destination you desire. And then you reach that. And I feel like you and I have kind of gotten to this point. And it's, I hate being like, oh, if you know, you know, but this mental this like I don't want to say heightened mentality but it's like you can take yourself out of the picture you're seeing the big picture for what it is you're those insecurities are going away your confidence is going through the roof but not in a cocky way it's like you're feeling stable and grounded in who you are as a person you're able to set boundaries and stick to them Mm -hmm. you know and I feel like that's a big learning curve in your early 20s early Mm -hmm. mid 20s is you're not in school anymore. Who are you? You're finding out who you are as a person. People know you're young and people are manipulative and they try to mold you to who they want you to be, you know, and it's like fighting that, breaking away from that. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So then it's kind of that cool, like that self-love journey of it starts from the very bottom, whatever your personal rock bottom is, mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. looking at the growth and like even situations where like, wow, me two years ago would have handled that so bad. Right. So bad. Right. But now, amazing. Right. Where it's like, wow, I handled that. Right. I learned my lesson and now I've grown. (laughs) Wow. You know, and it's as little, you know, then it comes to as little things of like in the service industry being screamed out for something that, um, is not your fault because right. part of the thing was my ex would scream at me, yell, and I had several exes who would scream at me. That was a theme for a while. But yeah, this one, he would get very loud with me, put me in my place in front of his friends kind of a situation so that any time I've been yelled at afterwards, it's a very like flight or, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And I usually will just kind of get very upset, almost triggered in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, like there will be situations where people would be Mm. yelling at me and Mm. it's like that is not any of my I have nothing to do with this whereas in the past I would get a little shaky Mm. be like do you want me to go get my manager like kind of like someone is screaming at me and I don't know what to do whereas recently a couple weeks ago I had a situation at my job where someone was trying to just get I don't know why they were so upset over so many things that absolutely had nothing to do with me like it was a fuck up on this this person's over here you know and i i was able to like keep my composure and just be like sir i genuinely have nothing to do with this the best i can do is go get my manager will that suffice or no like i'm not putting up with your tantrum that you're having being cool calm and collected in that and then also taking that into the real life situations you know 
when people say things or comment things then now on my social media or people try to rile me up and gaslight me and no it's not gonna right try i think it people don't realize that with trauma with certain situations that affect us even though your mind may forget about it, your body doesn't. No, and that's does why not. that's why certain situations in your adulthood might come up and mm-hmm. you may get triggered and you're like, but why am I even getting mm-hmm. triggered? So in or until you get to a point where you can not be triggered, you have to work through that. And that's where the work know. comes in. And that's where a lot of people processing and having to articulate what what is this reaction? What emotion is this really because when you're overwhelmed it usually just comes off as anger usually you know but it's like no what emotion are you really feeling what happened to make you feel this way from your past Mm -hmm. and dissect it Mm -hmm. articulate it back to yourself and then you can usually realize like okay no you're fine right it's not the same right you're not that anymore you're not tolerating that anymore right you have to rewrite the story yeah yeah And then, like, right now, kind of what I'm doing is creating good memories over everywhere that is tainted. Anywhere that I have a really shitty memory or, like, going there would kind of give me a lingering anxiety, anxious kind of feeling. No, I'm creating new good memories there. Mm -hmm. Or completely erasing the shit. Just like, nope, you are – I'm not even going to think about you. Mm -hmm. Amazing. You know, like, I'm not going to think about the bad and that one awful night that this happened here, you know, like, so that those pictures are not playing in my head. So I'm not afraid to go to the places I love. Right. You know, from past situations, because that's there's a lot in Arizona that I'm having to now re-navigate and be like, you're fine. You know how to handle yourself. Like, you're good. It's very mature because so many people do have no idea. They don't even understand, like, why they get triggered. Yeah. It's, like, fully understanding full circle, like, what is that? And I also then, for a while, when I was sober, too, at the very beginning stages, I made a lot of really rude comments about people that drank a lot. I had a time period where I think I was trying to act, like, high and mighty, like... I'm better than you. I'm better than you because I don't drink, you know? And it's, like, I had, like, a month of that, and I remember... I was at um, a birthday party of like some of my mo- my parents' friends and people were drinking and having fun and a grand old time, but I was having fun with them. And I, it was something about that day that also made me switch to be like, no, you can drink and have fun. There's nothing wrong with these people. Mm-hmm. Just because you were around idiots doesn't mean that everyone who drinks is an idiot. Right, right. And so it like very quickly at least snapped me out of that because- I was on a high horse for about a month where I was like, mm. no. But then it was, what? why do you hate alcohol? What is this negative feeling coming from? And then working through that and realizing it all kind of stemmed from this really deep set sadness in my life, you know, where it's like, now I'm fine. Right. I broke my sobriety on New Year's. With- I, was about to, I was about to ask that. So to kind of go back and wrap a lot of things. So you go sober, cold turkey from alcohol for two years. Mm-hmm. Two years comes up and you decide to... Break it on New Year's. Okay. And why did you know... How did you know you were okay to drink again? What were your thoughts going through this moment? So I... For basically, I wasn't planning on 
breaking my sobriety then I was actually planning on breaking my sobriety on my birthday a couple months ago I've been ready for a while to have a drink to now now the real I can obviously quit cold turkey that's easy can you be disciplined with alcohol can you have two and be done can you know your limits can you not surpass your limits have you grown Mm-hmm. Did you actually Did do the you work? Did you learn the lesson that you were supposed to learn? And so, but also, how is my body going to react to alcohol? Ooh. I didn't know that physically. Ooh. How was, because it was, I was at a point where I was very sick in many ways that, for example, I had one corona and an hour later I was throwing up. Like my body was rejecting alcohol, but also was it also just rejecting the whole situation I was in you know, <laughs> yeah. it was all of it. But, um, yeah. And another thing was, um, luckily my boyfriend had the night off. And so he got to ring in the new year with me. And it was also a moment of, we both have the day off tomorrow. He's here for me for anything that I need. Mm-hmm. And he knows that I've been sober. He knows that this is going to be my first time drinking again. I have someone that will take care of me if shit starts to go south. Okay. So I did that. I had two drinks. I got a little tipsy, but it was fine. It was just like ha- I was just happy, giggly, and then we w- we could go out to dinner. And like I had a beer at dinner, and it was so nice. And then like same thing. I went to dinner with a couple girlfriends. I had a drink, and it was fine. And then – and I think that's kind of going to be my – action and viewpoint on drinking is more so like i'm at an activity where food is involved Mm. or it is one drink after like we do go to dinner but then i might have like an espresso martini at a separate bar later like one you know because i then went out with a couple co-workers and i still realize i struggle I don't want to use the term peer pressure, but it was because I, I, it was, I had shots just handed to me. I was in a group. I hadn't eaten since 12 that day. And it was now almost one in the morning. Oh my. So I hadn't eaten in over 12 hours and I took two double shots of tequila back to back. So then I'm texting my boyfriend trying to be like, Honey, I am two <laughs> shots deep right now just to let you know because I was waiting for him to get off work because we both work at Mandalay Bay. Okay. So it's like my work closed at midnight. He wasn't off until 1.30, so we were all just going to go down and have a drink. But because we were with one of the beverage managers, they had a bottle anyways. So. Mm. Yeah, just and it was one of those things where it's like you guys got to catch up with everyone else, and right. it's like okay, yeah, let me let me dabble into this, and I got to the point where I was slurring and my nose was numb, and I was struggling walking out of the casino out of two, and I, I know it's because I was I hadn't eaten and right. I took two back to back, but it was like okay, let's you can't do that, you're right, right. We, one and done on that one. Well, you said, you mentioned earlier how <laughs> for the first three weeks you did drink a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so that was, I was building up my tolerance where I would have like just two drinks at dinner kind of a situation. And then that last, second to last time that I drank, yeah, I had the shots back to back and I was a little fucked up. Okay. And I was like, whoa. And I did not ha- like, I got drunk and I did not like how I felt when I was drunk. I luckily did not have any sort of hangover or anything, but it was even to the point that like I need food in my system where I'm, or I don't know if I eat, I might throw it all up. 
like it was already kind of like well okay we're not shot girlies Right, right. We're not throwing them back. We're not the party girl anymore. Nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And it kind of just solidified, like, no, if you're going to drink, you're going to have a beer or a cocktail. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's really good self-awareness. I yeah. went through, as you know, I went through a similar yep. thing with marijuana. I went six months mm-hmm. being completely cold turkey. And How was that? It Obviously, there was moments where it was yeah. hard, and I was in a point where that's all I wanted, but internally like i just knew i i I couldn't have it like i needed to work on myself Mm -hmm. and i did do a lot of work on myself and i'm very thankful but funny enough how you mentioned right when you started again you kind of went into this it started progressively getting more and more well for myself i have a little monster inside of me yeah i love marijuana it's fun i still get work done i'm productive like i'm not a lazy person but there's still since smoking again i honestly have probably smoked every single day yeah you know and there's times where i smoke all day to 6 p.m because i also don't like going to bed high because i don't like waking up with a taste in my mouth oh yeah no but (laughs) there's a there's been a part of me through this transition of i almost feel in a sense of guilty because i went from not smoking to now it's not that i like fiend for it but there is a part of me where i'm like well this would make it a little bit more fun. And I don't like having that mentality. But then I also think to myself and think of it as seasons. I'm probably going to go through another season Mm -hmm. where I'm like, you know what? I think I need to chill it. It's kind of taking over me and I'm losing the control. So I've been trying to like, I go back and forth. Mm -hmm. Some days I'm like, yeah, whatever. Other days I'm like, I probably need to like come to some moderate, moderate this a little bit more. Marijuana is a tricky one, especially when you are a functional high. Yeah, you know, because I, I'm, I'm a very functioning stoner, very much so. Like it is a wake and bake type of situation. There's nothing better than a joint and a coffee. It levels me that, out. It literally it, makes me like I'm like chilling. Okay, that is my happiness. So. <laughs> not healthy oh my but god it is so but i also don't do that every day oh no see i try to i try to like i am strict with myself in the yeah. sense of i have my morning routine like monday through friday mm-hmm. i wake up at a certain time i gym i eat breakfast i do all of this mm-hmm. i'll do like a tea or coffee and i you know have my deep focus work because i do a lot of computer work yeah. but once it hits noon is when i start looking at the clock and i'm like is it too early <laughs> it's calling my name <laughs> okay and then yeah. i'm done and i probably sm- smoke three times throughout the day and then yeah. i'm done by six seven and then we do it the next day right and it's not like i'm smoking like an eighth a day by any means like right. i'm taking you know teeny little hits from my bong mm-hmm. or a little from a joint yeah and then waiting three hours going back yeah i i'm finding my balance with marijuana just because the winter time it's so easy to just like want to be bundled up inside and just like a vegetable all day but um i'm kind of in that same boat that you're on with it where it's like i do smoke every day a day does not go by that i don't smoke you know like it is my thing but Mm -hmm. i wake and bake i use and whatever high that I am is for my morning routine. And then I always smoke right before getting ready for work to like to do my makeup or, um, I now will do 
I'll smoke a little bit if I'm taking like, you know, a lo- the, the shower where you're doing everything. I will always smoke before the shower or like after work. Always. That is my like decompression moment where that's my like, yeah, like three to four times a day that I smoke. But also if I'm just running errands, having to restock up on products or grocery shop, I always go with the list. I never just go high out of my mind, but like I'll do, I'll have errand running days or if I'm deep cleaning the house, fuck yeah, I'm going to be stoned the entire time, like blazing out of my mind because I can do the, I get like the tunnel vision high if I'm cleaning and being productive, like no, I'm getting shit done, but it's a party and it's a party in my head and yes. I'm not thinking about shit. Yes, headphones on, baby, oh my goodness. I feel like how we were talking about overthinking, I marijuana helps me so much to not overthink and redirect my focus into what really matters my mom taught me one of the best lessons ever and it is that she goes who gives a shit who gives a shit do you give a shit why do you give a shit figure out why you give a shit and then does it really matter if it's not gonna matter in an hour it doesn't fucking matter la-di-da my mom, she sings to the dogs and just runs around and lives her best happy fucking life. I love and then that. she, because then she's able to save her. And she's such, and this is kind of what I meant earlier when I said I described my mom as a walking sunflower. <laughs> I love her. My mother is amazing. Renee, shout out to Renee. Shout out to Renee. Must meet you. <laughs> Your daughter has told me so much. I love you already. She's. Everyone that has met my mom is like, she's, a, she's an angel. She's a real life because she just mm-hmm. has this light and she's so full of energy and love and it's because she doesn't sweat the small shit she just doesn't give a shit she's like if it makes me happy and it's not hurting a single other person on social media she's not friends with anyone she follows dog pages and jeep pages and whatever floats her boat you know like she Ranella's in her own world and she's living it oh, up <laughs> it, it is her world and we're Ev- living in it everyone needs to be more like your mom they she is the <laughs> least like obviously things in life stress her out but she i mean we're like, human we have emotions but she is just unbothered i love the that. woman is unbothered and also like but simultaneously like you can't tell her shit because of it because she is so unbothered and this is like where i feel like I'm kind of taking that cool turn in my life that I'm seeing her and how it's as little as like my dad can be very grumpy sometimes, you know, and he'll just be in a piss off mood for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. No one knows why he's upset. He's just angry. Mm-hmm. So my I've heard my mom literally go tell him, just walk up to him and go, all right, you're in a shit mood. You go be in a shit mood, but I'm going to go be in a great mood over here. So if you want to join me in being in a good mood, I'll be over here. But if not, sit in your shit. Have fun. Right. You stanky. Right. And she walks away. She just... She, I love that. And it's like, because she's like, misery loves company and uh-uh, so I'm true. not doing it. Right. You know, and that's kind of... Marijuana helps me keep that frame of mind yeah. if i'm being honest and i fucking love it yeah i am a party up here life is so much enjoyable i yes. love doing errands because i put in my headphones yes. and i like walk around and i'm like 
I'm this rich bitch. Yeah, like, like I am her. Exactly. Every, everybody that looks at me thinks I am gorgeous. Like it's a it's like a movie. You're writing your movie as you go. Literally. And then like I don't know about you, but like the, my creative juices are really flowing because oh, yeah. I'm suppressing the shit so that my mind can actually have fun. Mm-hmm. And then like my notes page in my phone and my notebook, it's just full of shit. Mm-hmm. That now I'm so excited to like kickstart and do all of this things all the things that i've planned and it's not like oh i just kind of want to dance for fun you know like i don't know what i'm doing like no now i have all these plans and like of what you're gonna do and what you're working towards right and i honestly can only like owe that a little bit to the the relief that marijuana brings me Hmm. in my life and it's nice because i've had circumstances that i've had to quit it cold turkey and i've also just for shits and giggles taken two to three weeks off can i sure why not okay i have yeah. a headache for like two days from withdrawals usually but okay a little headache's not gonna kill me right. you know and it's I like i mean you're going into it so self-aware in the sense yeah, of that- you know what you do you know what you're doing you know if you need to quit mm-hmm. what's gonna happen you're okay with those rep i can never say the word rep you the consequences, we'll just say, yeah. for lack of better words. So, you know, it's a healthy balance. You have control over it. Yeah. And it's... And until you don't, you'll do something about it. Right. And I don't feel the same, like, stupidity that I feel when I'm fucked up from d- drinking, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like... That's true. I mean, like, I wake up perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, I can get high, sober Remember up, everything. Right, right, right. I guess, in a sense, sober up and continue on with my day, mm-hmm. which is why I enjoy it, but... Yeah, and I don't feel completely inebriated by it. Obviously, I have certain days. Like, I celebrate 420 as a hard holiday in my life every year. I request a day off. I love it. Oh, dispensaries always have deals and perks and gifts. Bro, the weed here is horrible. It's so bad. Coming from California. (laughs) Okay, you get it. Okay. I literally just got some so much better Girl, I'm like wow this every is- <laughs> so every time i go to my parents house in arizona it's right by it's only about 30 minutes away from needles california mm. so there's a dispo right there and all their weeds california weeds so every time i go home i need to make it a point to like go there right and stock up um i i primarily go to shango but that's because it's right by my house it's on boulder mm. i live on the east side you know, I honestly don't even know my direction still. I just know I live fucking far from everything is what I know. <laughs> everyone thinks I live far, but that's just because everyone lives in Summerlin, I feel like. Yeah. Everyone just lives up there. in Henderson. Yeah. So I, I live right by Shango, the dispensary, and they're a grow house as well. Like, it's oh, a big-ass okay, cool. building. Their weed's not bad. They're, okay. That's the best weed I've found within... Mm nevada thus far mm-hmm. um so i'll go there and it gets the job done at least and like today is my favorite day because you can do 10 pre-rolls for 60 bucks <laughs> right the fact that you know i come sales. in every bitch you go in there every goddamn week <laughs> every sunday i go in and i they know and like oh my god a couple funny. of them follow me on a couple of people that work there we follow each other on instagram so like if i don't show up on a sunday they're like hey are you okay that is too funny. That is too funny. Because I just pre-rolls. It's easy for me to just like grab and go, pick them up. Like I have ashtrays. Can I say call someone in my house? 
I love that. I love that. I'm like very weird. I try not to smoke in my house, mm-hmm. but like I'm since it's so cold, I, I I like go back and forth. I don't know. I always have the windows open. Mm. Well, not when it's like dead, dead cold. That's right. a different story where I'm like, listen, I'm going to deal with it. But now that the weather's the way that it is, I have doors and windows open as much as possible. So then I'll have the ashtray like if this is the door and this is the little mm. ledge. Like I'll just have right. it right here where it's like I'm technically inside, but mm-hmm. right there next to outside in case. Right. Yeah. I love that. Okay, I wish we could keep talking. I really, really do. <laughs> so much. But I know. We just go on and on and right, on. Right, right, right. We'll have to definitely have you back on because I honestly, we didn't hit any of the fucking topics that I sent to you, basically. We, but that's okay. We, like, this was such a good call. I know, I know. So we'll definitely, I'll, I'll yes. have you back on. Absolutely. But after all of my first time guests, I always end with, if you could tell your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Do what makes your heart happy, not what others think is best for you. I love it. Just so aligned. You're so aligned. Fuck off everyone else. Absolutely. Fuck everyone else. Do what makes your heart happy. Yeah. I would have saved myself probably like two or three years on my goals and dreams. Right. If I would have just said fuck you to everyone else. Learn yourself. Yeah. Create the best relationship with yourself. Yeah. Because that's where it all starts. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. Don't don't be in the box people want you to be in. Be in the box you want to be in. Yes. Yes. I love that. And have that box be as big as you fucking want it to be too. I love it. Quote. <laughs> Quote. All right, Kendra, where can people find you? Where are you performing right now? Let's hear it all. Um. Okay. So weekly, I'm at 1923 at Mandalay Base for some burlesque. Uh, it's like modern burlesque. It's super fun. We go crazy, but also Little Miss Nasty. I'm a part of the Vegas cast, and we have our residency at Area 15. So next Saturday, February 11th, is our show at 9.45. And then- Oh, let me go. I'll be yes, here. Yes. And then March 11th. Okay. It's once a month at Area 15. Okay. We're not here for April, but then we're back in May. So yeah, it's once a month, Area 15, Little Miss Nasty. It is metal rock burlesque. It is artistic. It is satanic. It's hot. It's headbanging. Oh, I've I've seen. The music is a little intense for me, in my opinion, because I'm not really like a metal person. It, but I like the acts. The acts that I've yes. seen you post about, I want to go see. When you see the show, all of a sudden the headbanging is going to make sense and you're going to love it. Okay. I trust you. Yeah. It's one where like it's actually way more artistic than I think anyone. Like we're not just like naked and headbanging and being sluts on stage like there's actually so much more to it we just you need to see it no, it's absolutely. one of those where it's like you gotta you gotta see okay, it absolutely. you're gonna fucking die absolutely <laughs> and then what's your instagram oh at kendra underscore hagan h-a-g-a-n all right and i'll put Not everything like in the description and everything <laughs> oh, everyone goes hagen das no oh my gosh hagen. all right thank you so much for watching i appreciate you and until next week gingy out